Welcome to Making Connections, a WMMT series on diversifying our future. WMMT's Kelly Haywood takes us on a trip to a farm near Dean, Kentucky, where a man and his wife have returned to his mountain boyhood home after years away and turned dreams of an unconventional back-to-the-land lifestyle into a new career path. Yeah, I'm Tim Sanders, born and raised here in Letcher County and then was gone for 45 years, moved back in 2013 and trying to rehabilitate and make a go of the little family farm here on Indian Creek. Indian Creek Settlement Farm rests in valley land and climbs the slopes of the eastern Kentucky mountains it sits between. It's a day with a crisp wind and a sunny blue spring sky when I visit Sanders and walk with him across the farm he manages with his wife, Becky. And I named it Settlement because my great-great-grandfather was the family that settled this holler here, and they rest up there on the, on the hill just above us, so it's, it's pretty neat living here, thinking about what they might have done. And, uh, thinking if they should ever come this way again, would they be happy with what we're doing? Sanders took the long way to becoming a farmer on his family land. Outmigration on US 23, otherwise known as one of the hillbilly highways, took many Appalachian families to more urban areas both north and south. And it took Tim's branch of the Sanders family to Tennessee when he was just a teen. My dad took us from here in 1967 or 68 because he could see that the coal mining industry was in decline even then. And with seven kids, he wanted to give us a better opportunity. So we went to Tennessee, and then I joined the Navy, came out of the Navy, went back to school, worked at Eastman for about 16 years, and finally finished college when I was 40. Went out west to Arizona, and I was out there for about 20 years before coming home. So it's been an incredible journey, but it took me about five minutes to realize I was home when I came back in 2013. I was kind of forced into an early retirement situation, and I thought, well, we have this property here in, in Kentucky. I was able to purchase it when my grandmother passed away from the rest of the family. And our idea was to come back and just do self-reliant lifestyle and we started having a few animals so I jumped in with both feet. With programs and nonprofits like the Community Farm Alliance, Grow Appalachia and Kentucky Center for Agriculture and Rural Development bringing some focus into small-scale farming methods suitable for the mountainous landscape of eastern Kentucky, it's a good time to be a beginning farmer. Tim Sanders isn't alone jumping in with both feet. More people in the region are trying to make a go of farming, either to supplement or replace their income with the downturn of the coal industry. Communities are starting to organize local food movements with more locally owned restaurants buying local foods, county farmers markets, and small country farm stores. We're purposely starting small because, oh heck, I'm supposed to be retired. So we're not making a lot of capital investment in it and not going into debt for everything. So it's going to take us a while to break even and, and start 
generating a profit. But this year has started out remarkably well. But one thing that's in our favor here in Kentucky, the Kentucky Department of Agriculture provides a wealth of assistance, not necessarily monetarily, although that's a piece of it, but they provide a lot of technical assistance and networking and and just hooking you up with people in the business. So a beginning farmer, there are some opportunities to really take advantage of things that people have learned previously and have been able to apply in successful operations. I would recommend starting slow and working your way up to it because, frankly, it's not going to be for everybody. It's a lot of tough work. I mean, rain, sleet, hail, snow. <laughs> you got to be here. That's it. I got interested in raising heritage livestock. So we have Dexter cattle, Spanish goats, Tamworth pigs, Wyandotte chickens, bronze turkey. According to the American Livestock Conservancy, a heritage breed or one of the older breeds that really sustained our forefathers and ancestors here after being brought over from Europe. But the heritage breeds are not in favor with commercial growers because the heritage breeds are sort of rangier, they're tougher, they take longer to get to market weight. These heritage livestock are raised more naturally. They have to have access to open fields and pastures. With such an assortment of animals in his front yard, It wasn't long before the neighbors started noticing that Sanders was up to something, and they wanted in on it. As we were uh, raising the animals, it's a steady stream of people that slow down and stop and come in, and people were asking, well, do you have meat for sale? So last year we decided, well, what the heck, we've got these pigs, let's take some up and have them slaughtered at a USDA processing facility and put some out for sale. And we're sort of branching out right now uh, into a couple of restaurant situations. And we just attended a presentation by UK in Pikeville on Friday about bringing local farm produce, meats, and so forth to market. And I think there's a lot of potential out there for small farmers to bring things to market. We had the chef from Blue Raven come in and talk about buying local, and you would prefer to do that. And I think many chefs these days are doing that. Even some of the grocery store chains now are concentrating on local. So I think the opportunity is there if someone has the determination and wherewithal to make it happen. What we're looking at here are some little seven-week-old Tamworth piglets. They were just weaned today. Their mama's gone to another field, and they haven't even missed her yet. She was growing a little bit weary of them. So at about six to eight weeks, you generally wean them. Their mama's carried them for about four and a half months. Seven to eight months for them to reach market weight. Not only do we sell the pork, the processed pork, but we also sell 
piglets. The Tamworth is a fairly rare breed. I think there's only three breeders in the state of Kentucky, and we've had people come from as far away as 230 miles in the middle of West Virginia to get a boar from us. So, nice little breed. They're known as the bacon breed, and the color is just remarkable, that red and coppery mahogany-like color. They're an old English breed. Tim Sanders knows his animals and his heritage. He regularly dresses in period pioneer clothing and flies the flag of Scotland on a pole by his front door. When you pull your car into Indian Creek Settlement, you'll be greeted by the guardians of the livestock, three great Pyrenees and not the mutt. The animals have cleared the brush and brambles to leave the trees free to stretch their limbs. It's not a wonder that when neighbor folk and passers-by meet the animals, they want some of the bounty. People want to know where their food's coming from. The people that come and visit the farm, that's, uh, that's what sells a lot of pork because they see the little guys running around. They're not confined in a little cage to, and right on top of each other and they have the freedom to run and play and Tamworth likes to forage so you're going to get that kind of a nutty more natural flavor of the meat and because they take longer to reach market weight the meat is finer grained and, and a higher meat to bone ratio they're just healthier animals and you can tell it and when you see the processed meat you know the difference. Farming is Sanders' retirement plan. But how much work is it for someone who wants to make a go of farming? What kind of land do you need? The Eastern Kentucky coal fields isn't exactly the bluegrass after all. My grandfather had it, had it all cleared with pastures everywhere. And we're trying to do that. And so our biggest challenge is getting it back under fence and under pasture. So I, I'm never out of anything to do. I have to work on fencing, fencing, fencing. But taking care of the animals, not a bad job. It's a couple hours a day. Uh, every now and then you do a little extra work, like trimming hoofs or you know, doing a little husbandry work or something like that. All these, the goats, the pigs, even the cattle, uh, will eat just like a deer or any animal lives out in the woods. They'll eat the acorns and the hickory nuts and all that kind of stuff. And they browse for the roots. The, the Dexter cattle we have are much like goats in that they eat the autumn olives and the briars and they really help to improve the, the landscape. And so pasture, to me, doesn't necessarily mean a flat bottom land with just grass, but includes perhaps a thinned out forest setting where the animals can live and the, and the environment can prosper. So they're easy on the land, uh, but at the same time they can utilize the land and help you clear some of these invasive species. As we plan for our future in the coal fields, much of our hope rests on whether or not we can be successful at diversifying the economy so that our communities don't struggle at the whim of ups and downs in one industry. But is there really opportunity in farming and agriculture for a coal field youth? I believe there's opportunities for younger folks here. Uh, you know, everybody wants to complain about mining was this and mining was that and mining 
maybe something in the future, but really you can't sit around and wait on that. If you're a young person and you're looking for something to do, find yourself a mentor, myself or some of these other quote-unquote old-timers, you know, and ask them, work with them. I think it's a, a great way to be, and it would bring you back into contact with with your ancestors, the people that were here before you. While it's still up in the air what the future will hold for the people in the mountains of eastern Kentucky, Tim Sanders knows he's come home for good. It's made me feel good. A big thing is I pushed a desk for 20 years before coming home. So the first year I was here, I lost 30 pounds just out here trodding around in the woods and messing with animals. So it's good for me and it's good for them. It's exceeded my expectations. Find the products of Indian Creek Settlement Farm at Farmhouse General Store in Ermine by visiting the farm or say hi to Tim and Becky at the Letcher County and Pikeville Farmers Markets this season. Visit the farm online at www.indiancreeksettlement.com. For Real People Radio, WMMT, I'm Kelly Haywood. Making Connections is brought to you by WMMT Mountain Community Radio. Find out more at makingconnectionsnews.org.